Hey guys, sorry for the little break there between these episodes. If you guys are tuning along and watching these kind of live or listening to these kind of live, this is part two to the Freedom House staff. And thanks so much for tuning in still and listening to the Choose Recovery podcast. And if you are just jumping into this and wondering what a part two is about, go backwards in the feed and be able to check out part one. But Freedom House is a faith-based transitional sober home ministry in Soldotna, Alaska. And it's one of the main organizations, uh, nonprofits that we've been able to give back to um, as the brand has gone throughout the years. And it's where I also get to serve on staff. And so you get to hear from each of us on the staff of Freedom House. And so let's jump in for part two, a dose of hope with uh, Freedom House director, Jennifer Waller, as she interviews more of the staff from Freedom House. This is A Dose of Hope, a radio program brought to you by Freedom House. Freedom House is a faith-based level two long-term recovery residence located in Soldotna, Alaska. On today's program, we're going to continue to meet the members of the Freedom House staff and find out exactly what they do. And along with us today, of course, is Jennifer Waller. She is the founder and the executive director of Freedom House. So Jennifer, let's get right into it today. And who are we gonna chat with first? We're going to jump over now to who we call Sugar in the program. Maybe tell our listeners why we call you Sugar, how you got that nickname, and then tell us um, about the volunteers of the ministry. So my name is Sharon Kinley, but everybody calls me Sugar because that's just part of how I address everybody. And uh, one day, Gail said, you know what, we just need to call her Sugar. And so it stuck. Yep. So I am part of uh, the staff at Freedom House, and it isn't even a job that I was looking for. Um, I came on when the house was being reconstructed, um, and I started volunteering by bringing meals to the construction workers and everybody that was there, and it worked into becoming a Freedom friend, and because I was doing that, one day when I walked in to visit my Freedom friend, Jen offered me a job. And uh, at that time, I became um, the house manager. And since then, I've been trying to retire, but God hasn't let me. So I'm still working there part time, and I love it. I get up in the morning, and I think, oh, thank you, Lord, I get to go to work today. So yes. it's, it's an awesome place to live and, and work. And so um, I'd like to start out by saying, you know, the Lord tells us that we are to volunteer our time. And so if we look at Ephesians 2 and 10, it says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And that's all about volunteering. And we have the most awesome volunteers in the whole wide world. We have 15 Freedom Friends, and we have 11 Discipleship people that volunteer their time. And uh, for the most part, it requires an hour a week. Um, Obviously, not all the volunteers are active all the time because they take vacations and they need time off and just to regroup. Someone's listening and they're like, hey, I want to volunteer. How would someone get involved with us? So what you would do is you would come in the office and fill out a volunteer form. And um, we would 
ask you what your preferences were. Do you want to be part of the discipleship team? Do you want to stand alongside someone and just encourage them? Which is really what Freedom Friends do. They, they take an hour of their time every week and they come in and they, they either just have coffee with the residents or they take them out to go shopping or just someone to stand beside them and encourage them. Somebody apart from staff, which gives them another ear yep. that is listening to them. And this is for men and women. We Absolutely. pair up our men's house with men mentors and men discipleship volunteers. So um, we actually could use some more men in this field right now. So if you are hearing this and it's stirring your heart, <laughs> reach out and join our team. Thanks, Sugar. Um, one more question for you, though. Why the recovery field? Do you have any ties to addiction recovery? Or Well, um, back before I gave my heart to the Lord, we owned what was then the largest bar in the state of Idaho. And so I saw what alcohol did yeah. to families. I saw the devastation that it created, the marriages that it broke up, and the kids that were left without um, a solid parent in the family. And my own family has a history of alcohol abuse. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it's, it's very dear to my heart. Yes, we are so thankful for Sugar. She is our, all of our staff's mentor. She might not know that, but we totally use her as a discipleship um, friend and a mentor, and we are so thankful to have her on the team. Well, maybe something you've heard today has touched your heart and you want to volunteer for Freedom House. Contact them today at 907-260-3733. That's 907-260-3733. Or you can always find more information at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. Jennifer, who do we have next? My next amazing staff member is Sean. Um, Sean, why don't you just tell us how long you have clean in recovery and what God has, how he has brought you to the team and what you do. Hi, my name is Sean Neal. I have uh, just about 22 months clean. Um, after I got clean, um, for whatever reason, people from the community that I, I grew up here and I was uh, struggling with addiction and just a criminal lifestyle for the better part of 28 years. <clears throat> and um, so after I got clean and was doing all right, people started reaching out to me for help to get into whatever uh, resources that we do have here in the community. And at first I told them no, because I didn't believe that my recovery was at a point to where I could help anybody else. And then it kept happening. So I thought, well, that's pretty selfish that you wouldn't just make available to them all the resources that you have and know of. And at that point, I started building my addiction resource network. And I started working on um, my own project to open a similar place like uh, Freedom House um, about a year ago. And um, that's how I met Jennifer. Um, I was going around meeting all the uh, directors and staff from different facilities in the area, just getting like their input and ideas and information from how they started their places, and Jennifer offered me a job. And at that point, um, I became the, I'm the newest uh, house manager at Freedom House in the men's house. And uh, I get to just work hand-in-hand hand with the guys every day. I get to help people that reach out from the community. 
um, get the resources they need to become fully functioning adults again and learn how to live in society the way it is today. And, and it's just an amazing thing. Since I gave my life to God, I think it was August 19th, uh, 2000, 2020, um, I have been on the craziest roller coaster ride. I just, uh, it's just nonstop. God has just given me all these amazing gifts to be able to help people in the recovery community, and I'm just super excited to be part of the Freedom House team. Yeah, and Sean just comes with such a wealth of knowledge and network resources. Um, anyone can call the office. Again, our number is 907-260-3733, um, and we will help plug you in to whatever resources we know of across the state of Alaska or across the nation even. Um, but Sean, part of your story that really just speaks to me, um, tell us how many times have you been arrested? I have 135 prior charges with 34 prior convictions, and I'm a two-time convicted felon. Yes, and so God literally reaches down into the, the darkness, and he pulls out anyone that has a surrendered heart. And Sean, on that day, two years ago, said, I'm done. I'm finished. I give it all up. And here we get to have him now on the team to help equip and train him up because God has laid a, a calling on his heart to open a home, a men's house here in the community. And I want to help as much as possible because there are people out there still dying on the streets, hopeless and lost. And so we just have him probably for a season, but we're thankful for his knowledge while we do have him. So thanks, Sean. Um, and our last, but certainly not least, is going to be Miss Joanna Sampson. Um, she is going to speak into... Um, what it's like living as a resident at Freedom House, and then she recently has transitioned to being on staff as well. And so, Joanna, tell the listeners out there how long you have in recovery and what that's like. Um, I have Tuesday. I'll have three years. Yes, she's nineteen. It's awesome. Sorry. So awesome. We're so proud of her, but it is so emotional because she came from a life of darkness and hell and has now gets to walk and be part of such a powerful ministry and God's using her. So don't be sorry for tears, girl. Those are tears of celebration. I remember being released from prison too soon last year in April and I didn't know how nowhere to go. I didn't know what to do. And um, I came to Freedom House and I remember that day when I did the intake that I was held and said, welcome home. Overfeeling, overwhelming feeling of feeling accepted and loved in a home, a place to call home. Because being an addiction, you know, you feel lost, not accepted, rejected by life. And it was home. You feel so much love being there. It's helped me grow so much since I've been there. My greatest fear was speaking out, you know. And I'm conquering that through God. But um, being there in the residence, um, we, we do one-on-ones, which, you know, we talk about what's on our, our heart. If we have any questions, um, it's amazing. Um, I don't even know what to say. Yes, you're doing good, hon. And so she just has only been on staff about three weeks now. She's now our live-in house manager at the women's house. Um, all the women there 
really connect with her because like she said, she's been there and God has pulled her out. And so now she gets to pour back into the ladies. Um, why don't you just tell our listeners what you're studying in college? I'm so proud of you for stepping out. So maybe just tell us a little bit about that. I'm um, studying um, psychology and this semester we're studying um, substance abuse. Well, actually they call it substance misuse. But um, I get to put in there, you know, what I've learned through addiction and seeing through other people and to make a difference in people's, you know, the knowledge they have of us, you know, in addiction because they have all these, you know, labels they put on us and that we're humans too. And so, yes, we're so thankful to have you on the team. And so um, you have now got to hear from all of our staff, the amazing team God has brought together at Freedom House. Again, if you have any questions or if we can help in any way, or if you just need prayer today, give us a call at 907-260-3733. And I think that's the important part. You know, if you do need help out there, you know, take that first step. Make that phone call today. Again, 907-260-3733. And Jen, with just a couple minutes left in the program, do you have any final thoughts for us today? I mean, God has provided you with an awesome team. Yes, he has. I have other ministries across the state that reach out and say, can you send some of them our way? And I'm like, oh, no, you know, they're down here for a season and a reason. But there are warriors I know across the state of Alaska that God has been stirring on your heart. And I just feel the Holy Spirit on this, that if you're listening to this talk show and you're you're plugged into a church and you're serving God and you've been asking him, where where can I reach out? Where can I give my time? There is so many addiction recovery places across the state because Alaska ranks number one in a substance abuse as well as alcohol addiction. And so I promise you, maybe he's laying on your heart to start up a home. All I did is said yes to him and look what he has done with my yes. And so I just want to encourage anyone out there that um, needs to say yes to God, to do it today, to know God and to make him known. Well, I have to tell you, Jennifer, God has certainly blessed you with an amazing staff, and you guys are making a huge impact, and it's great to hear everybody's passion for uh, Freedom House and everything that they get to do there. But for maybe listeners who are tuning in right now and they've never heard of Jennifer Waller, they've never heard of Freedom House before, I want you to go ahead and share your story with us, and let's go all the way back to the beginning because you were born down on the Kenai Peninsula, weren't you? Born and raised in Sterling. Alaska you know we're south of here about three hours of Anchorage but um I was raised in a pretty big family and raised in church we were there multiple times a week and so looking back I know I had the head knowledge of God and the Bible stories but never that heart relationship with Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior until I was 26 years old but um in the meantime it started about my sophomore year of dabbling with marijuana and drinking on the weekends kind of like at that high school age party lifestyle Um, And that just opened the doors in my life to nine years of what I call hell of addiction, Um, just such darkness and hopelessness. Um, But it it escalated. You know, I went to college. I graduated with a 4.0 from high school. I loved cheerleading and soccer, and I was able to just party on the weekends and still have a life during the weekdays. Um, But that quickly changed when it, it crossed over to pills. At the time, Oxycontin was 
um, just sweeping the streets of all of our communities across actually the nation, but even Alaska. And um, one at the time, um, an 80 milligram of Oxycontin, so one pill was selling for $140 on the street. And so, as you can imagine, um, someone addicted to this, and, and Oxycontin is a synthetic heroin, so it's basically man-made heroin and it's super super addictive um just like all of those pain pills the opiate pills but um i was instantly hooked and dropped out of college couldn't hold down a job ended up having to steal and rob people um to get 140 dollars a day just to not be sick and withdrawing and this lasted for years um, I ended up going to my first inpatient rehab facility in Phoenix when I was 21 years old. Um, and from there, I moved to Ohio trying to basically not come back to Alaska where all of my um, darkness was. But the thing was, when I got to Ohio and looked in the mirror, no matter where I went, there I was. And I had to do some deeper level work but it wasn't that wasn't the time where I fully surrendered and so I ended up getting back into addiction there the pills were actually about half the price in Ohio 70 bucks instead of 140 and just ended up going fully back into my addiction there um, and that lasted another about five years um, I met who is now my husband at a factory that I worked at down there um, we got married there we moved back to Alaska because I was so lost in my addiction and he didn't know how to help me. He's um, not a drug addict or alcoholic and I was just a mess. And so I said, I want to go back to where my family is. So he was like, okay, we sold everything. We drove the Alcan in 2006 back up here. And here I was again across the nation, a broken, hopeless, drug addicted wife and mother and daughter and I just hit the streets here just as hard as when I left. Everyone that I had left was still um, using in um, those circles. And so that addiction continued until uh, I went to our local rehab on the peninsula. It's called Serenity House because eight years in, like, I did not want to be a drug addict, alcoholic. But I also didn't know how to stop. And I had tried at this point a lot of things to stop and nothing lasted, nothing worked. Um, and so I went through another inpatient treatment center, graduated. I ended up pulling nine months of recovery off for the first time in almost nine years. And then um, there's this saying that you'll hear a lot probably on the show, but also in the recovery community that says you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, is that true. I had this secret that even though now I'm sober, I'm working a program, I'm trying to be that mom and that wife, I had this secret that I was not going to share with anyone and it kept me sick. And so instead of sharing and asking forgiveness and being obedient to the Lord's leading, I drank a beer to try to silence that voice. And that one beer, um, there's also a saying that says one is too many and a thousand is never enough when you're an addict or alcoholic. And I had one beer and with the, and I was nine months clean. One beer led within three hours, I was looking for Oxycontin and black tar heroin mm. and went fully back into my addiction for about three and a half months. And mind you, over the last nine years, I had used to the point of overdosing five times, um, putting myself in the hospital five different times for different heart problems and had to wear heart monitors around and try to figure out why 
a 23, 24 year old is having all these heart issues. Um, well, it's because I was fully addicted to drugs and alcohol and could not get help. Um, so this last use, I had my sister babysitting my kids. Um, she thought I was at a meeting. I went and got high and overdosed. That was my last um, use. And she dropped me off or my the people I was with dropped me off on her porch and I crawled up her porch crying, asking for help. She brings me back to this inpatient treatment center in Soldatna Serenity House. So this is a third time I'm going inpatient. Um, and I just feel so hopeless and so desperately lost um, that when my husband dropped me off at the intake office the next morning, which was a miracle that they were able to get me in the next morning, um, we were going to get a divorce. He was going to take the kids and leave because it had been four and a half years of marriage in addiction, and it was not pretty. And he very well was done and was going to go back to Ohio. And so I tried to take my life that day on June 25th, the day he mm -hmm. dropped me off um, with a handful of pills chased with Crown Royal whiskey. Um, and I didn't want to wake up because I had already been here. I had already tried this. And the enemy's voice was saying, this is who you'll always be. And um, that was June 25th. And on June 28th, 2009, I woke up in a rehab, in that rehab bedroom. So it was like a three-day blackout period. And I remember waking up in that bedroom thinking, oh, it didn't work. I'm still alive. And now I'm in withdrawal, like super sick. And um, as soon as that process went through my mind, a Bible verse that I had learned as a little girl went through my mind at the same time. And it's out of Psalms and it says, thy word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And I had learned it as a song at a, a VBS camp growing up. And it, the song just started penetrating just this little bit of hope and light started penetrating all of these dark voices of, you know, try it again. You're not supposed to be here. You'll always be this drug addict. You'll always be this alcoholic. And this Bible verse started penetrating that and giving me a little bit of hope. And I remember getting out of bed, standing up and hitting my knees and just raising my arms on June 28, 2009 and, and crying out to Jesus and saying, God, as hard as I pursued my drugs and alcohol, which was 24-7 all day long, how can I rob someone to get my next fix? As hard as I did that, I'm going to pursue you with all that I have and with all that I am. And I'm sitting here to tell you that that's been 12 and a half years ago yes. since a drip of alcohol or a drug or a cigarette or a porn addiction or a stealing addiction. Like I had it all. I had all the chains and I have been set free and walking free in the name of Jesus and able to carry this message of hope, of freedom that not only, you know, God wasn't just looking for one person to set free, God's looking for a surrendered heart. It says his eyes roam the earth looking for those that he loves. And I just hit my knees and that's what it took was I can't do it anymore. I give up and God's like, perfect. Now I can come in and all I had to offer him that morning mm -hmm. was a pile of ashes. And he took that and he made something so beautiful. I actually have my youngest daughter in the studio with me. I know you guys can't see her, but uh, my 11-year-old is traveling with us. And I get to be that mom that I always dreamed that I could be. Um, we had four beautiful kiddos. And I got to raise them these last 12 years um, in the Lord and showing them that, yes, you can make mistakes. And there's forgiveness for mistakes. And our God hears us. And our God lives. And so I'm um, so blessed to be 
here in the state that God chose. I, I, I've had a lot of family members move out of state and I'm like, okay, Lord, praying. Am I supposed to move to Florida or somewhere sunny? And he's just been very clear that he has placed me here strategically for such a time as this to not only face the darkness, but fight the darkness because we have the power and the authority to overcome the enemy and addiction and strongholds and suicidal thoughts. Oh, Mm. lots of suicidal thoughts throughout addiction and darkness. And so we're just here to break stigma down, talk about the hard stuff and encourage people not only struggling, but if you are a family member of someone struggling, if you're maybe a mom or a dad of a child lost in addiction, I just want to tell you, don't give up. My parents watched me for 10 years and they would pray and they would fast and they would um, continue to pray. And sometimes it would get worse and they would, they've got stories, you know, sometimes they'd pray really hard and, and then it would almost look worse, but they never gave up because the prayers of the righteous availeth much is what the word tells us. And their faithful prayers um, saved me. I know that that's what saved my life to where I'm able to tell you my story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an amazing thing from where you were at and where you've come from and what we're launching into now is to provide this hope and encouragement to people who are out there listening. And, you know, I love the fact that incorporating the families into it as well. And, uh, you know, just to help them process this deal uh, with these different situations. And every situation, of course, you know, is a little bit different, um, but an awful lot of similarities in each of them as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, somebody was maybe even listening right now and they could see their daughter going through what you were just talking about, or maybe even a son going through similar type things. Um, What would you recommend, um, you know, maybe as a parent to start with or maybe as the individual themselves? You know, what is what's the first step? I mean, do they need to make a phone call? Is there somebody to go see? Um, Absolutely. And anytime you guys want to chime in, just go ahead. I'll just speak from say you're struggling with addiction and it could be of any kind like i mentioned pornography addiction substance abuse anything you're struggling with the first step is to surrender Mm -hmm. i mean even in the programs around the communities the first step is to admit that you're powerless and so that that's just a form of surrender you got to surrender i can't but you can god and then you got to let them that's the other part you can't surrender and then take it back because i had done that many times but reach out do not try to do this alone Mm -hmm. um you can absolutely call freedom house like we said we're located in soldatna but we have a facebook page um our phone number is 907-260-3733 that's our main office we can hook you up with resources across the whole state that's the cool thing is there is some awesome recovery movements happening there is so much help out there but when you're in the darkness the enemy wants you to think that you're all alone that there's no help and that nobody can relate and that's a lie um we are here to help people get into detox if that's what they need get into get into inpatient treatment if that's what they need and then freedom house is a long-term recovery housing discipleship home if that's what they need and so we can help you make those first steps because i had help i Mm -hmm. there's no way i could have got out of my darkness alone i had family members i had community support i had church support and that's huge well if you're ready to make today the day that you're going to take those first steps call freedom house right now at 907-260-3733 that's 907-260-3733 
888-253-3733. All phone calls are confidential, so you don't have to worry about that. And if you want to find out more information about Freedom House, you can visit their website at freedomhouse907.com. That's freedomhouse907.com. The men and women at Freedom House are here to help you, and they are the perfect place to call if you've been battling with some sort of an addiction because more than likely there's somebody on staff at Freedom House that has battled the same thing that you're going through, and they are the perfect people to be able to talk to. And they also have access to many more resources than just what they have there at Freedom House. So please give them a call today at 907 260 That's 907 260 or visit them online at freedomhouse907.com. You know, if you appreciate this radio program and you'd like to see it continue, consider making a gift to support Freedom House by going to their website at freedomhouse907.com and clicking on the donate button. And when you do that, you'll have an opportunity to send a message to the staff and let them know what radio station you're listening to. Well, that is going to do it for today's program. Thank you very much. I'm Tom Steigelman for Jennifer Waller, and we just want to say thank you once again for listening to A Dose of Hope.